Hey everybody, this is PWZ, this is the Professor Rick Del Santo, and joining me today is from the Top Rope Report, Mr. Trivia. How's it going? Hey, how you doing, Rick? Thanks for having me tonight. Hanging in there. We're talking about some uh, pro wrestling coming up. There's a great, really big event, an annual uh, tournament uh, locally uh, coming up next Saturday, the King of Paradise, hosted by Paradise Alley. And there's always a really fun time at these uh at these events so i'm really looking forward to seeing this one it's going to be headlined by a lot of uh you know the world title world title versus intercontinental title i don't know if they've ever done this in paradise alley before matias is uh defending against zafir al-rahihi which i think should be a pretty interesting match yeah i mean uh matias you know i mean he's he's a good champion he's a good wrestler i don't know too much about the other guy but uh I think Matias is going to come out on top. He's a good wrestler from the Uruguay. He's a tough, uh, yep. tough competitor. Um, good, good choice to have him as champion. Speaking of which, uh, today is Matias's birthday as well, so I want to give a birthday shout-out. And Zafir was a uh, former Paradise Alley Tag Team champion, him and uh, Maxim Morozov. So he's been tearing it up for quite a while on Paradise Alley, uh, yep. taking titles and stuff. Well, I've seen I'm a couple ready. of shows on Twitch. This is, this is going to be my first live event of Paradise, Paradise, uh, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling in close to a year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I usually don't like to attend uh, shows without my co-host, and we all know what the situation is with uh, the Nugster. And uh, so I'm getting a chance to go with my with my other good friend who's a member of the top rope before he used to be an independent wrestler back in the day he wrestled under the name of tony black and corporal roswell okay. <laughs> his claim to fame was he wrestled lumberjack rick fuller i remember rick fuller very well yeah. he was a he was a north a new england staple for quite some time i think yeah. he ended up um if i'm not mistaken he made it into wcw for a little while too yep yep and um yeah there's a lot going on i i have been to pretty much every uh paradise alley show since the pandemic opened up or even when the pandemic was still happening when they were having these smaller uh social distance shows and stuff so this one i'm not going to be able to attend but it is going to be on twitch so i'm going to be sitting there because uh if i can make it my son's got a basketball tournament i'm going to be out of town throughout the entire day so i don't know if i'm getting back into town on that day uh, on that day so i really hope i can oh, you know the guys aren't going to be mad at me for not attending but i will be watching it so because <laughs> so, and, and i will be watching and reporting it because i one thing is that i love um paradise alley i love the guys i love having them on the show anybody from there bull dread has yeah. been on numerous times matt decord's been on a number of times uh rep bill is coming on tomorrow uh there's always uh bunch of guys that I've, I've scheduled a bunch of guys it's just a matter of working our schedules out uh, yeah my match. Uh, the podcast that i do we have we're going to have uh, matt decourt on our show as a guest on the 23rd which will be the day after paradise alley so we can talk about the show <clears throat> that's cool he's always a good guest and very talkative he's always got some really good stuff to say even outside yeah. of you know the paradise alley when we're just talking professional wrestling so the other thing 
another match is it's um, the King of Paradise. There's only I, is that it? Oh no, wait, hold on. Let me get to this. We're gonna discuss the matches that are not part of the tournament before we discuss the tournament. I, right. I think that's a, so. The next match is a tag team match. It's gonna be a three way with the Firm, the Haven against Waves and Curls. Waves and Curls actually made their AEW debut on. Uh, their YouTube series, Dark, recently, and I thought they killed it against the Varsity Blondes. Uh, they're going to be on again this week, or this coming Tuesday on AEW Dark as well, so good for them. Yep. This match, I think, is going to be a really good match. It's kind of a hard one to pick as to who is going to win this, but I would not be surprised if the firm somehow find their way to victory in this match because they're pretty sneaky guys. Yeah, they are. Uh, wait. <laughs> Waves and Curls is a good, uh, great team. The Haven, uh, I think they're an awesome team as well. We've had them on my they're show great. in the past, and uh, this is going to be a, a real good, interesting tag team match. Yeah. I think that I'm going to probably go with the Haven here as far as, like, my victors, like, my predictions. But, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Palm do because of the, cause they, like, pull sneaky tricks and stuff. By the way, how come all the... Lately in Paradise Alley, I don't know if you noticed that there's only two guys from the firm uh, in there. It's only Sammy Diaz and Elijah Six. The other guys, uh, Jay Bricks hasn't been booked. And uh, what's the other guy? The, the guy yeah, with the blue suit. They used to call the Smurf. Yeah, that guy. What, what happened to those two guys? I don't know. Like, I haven't seen either one of them around. I know they've been working test of strength shows, at least uh, the Smurfy guy has. So I haven't seen them, uh, the other two jump in at Paradise. Maybe unless, when things open up full-time. Unless Jay Bricks is doing another uh, house party. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So this next match, they're going to break into the tournament now. is the uh, King of Paradise first-round matchup. It's going to be Bloodsaw against former Intercontinental Champion Maxim Morozov. Morozov lost his Intercontinental title at the last event to... Um, Kylon King, uh, who was the anytime, any gold uh, contract holder. So yep. he cashed that in after Morozov had a hard fought victory chain match, Russian chain match against Bull Dread. Man, that match was really brutal. We were right there for it, right up front. And it was nice. It was bloody. So, but um, Kylon King surprised everybody. I actually popped it. I just said, holy shit, when it happened. Because I think that kid. Very big future in the comp in this business, and I think he's going to be a huge star someday. He's really, really killing it. That guy. Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, this one's going to be a this one's going to be a real good match. I've always been a follower of Bloodsaw. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw him. I liked his gimmick. Um, I think he's a he's a real good talent, and uh, I'm going to go with Bloodsaw to take the, the victory here. Um, I'd have to go with, I think that that's a very good chance that that's going to happen, but um, wouldn't be surprised if Morozov somehow got his way to victory, somehow, because he is uh, he's a brutal guy, but it doesn't seem like he really has many friends right now, as um, they kicked uh, the Pyramids of powder, Power, excuse me, they, they you know destroyed them last time, and they attacked him, they turned around and attacked him at the previous show, but the show before that, him and uh, Zafir attacked them, so... I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Zafir got involved, but it very well could not happen, and uh, Bloodsaw will go to victory. Right. <laughs> so, so there is another one. Oops, I just closed the page. 
This one, I'm really looking forward to. It's like the, was it the last show or the show before that? I think it was his first uh, appearance that I witnessed at Paradise Alley is High Voltage Omar taking on uh, Flash Waller, who's another kid that's going to be a huge star someday as well. Yeah, this is going to be a real good matchup. I, I love the way Flash Waller um, works in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you said, he's got a, he's got a good future in this business as long as he stays healthy and stays on the right track. High voltage, Jomar. I've seen him a few times, and uh, he's he's a tough competitor. Yeah, he's really uh, good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of talk about him prior to that, like. Uh, Kincaid talked about him a lot, and I've seen him on his show before. But and then you know, I finally got to see him, and I was really impressed with this guy. I think Flash Waller is going to come out on top, though. I I agree with this one. I think the uh, I think Flash is definitely going to go with this one. And then also, um, this one I think is going to be the oddest match out of the uh, first round matches. Uh, Bull Dread is going to be taking on Kylon King. The greatest warriors and the greatest champions are those that have suffered defeat, have fallen, and have rose right back up and claimed what is theirs. May 22nd, PAPW King of Paradise, Kylon King. You may be PAPW's top prospect. You've always shown me respect, but rest assured, friendship aside, this is all business. Is I'm on the path to claim once again to be the best in Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling and claim the King of Paradise. Dread, don't kill the kid. Seriously, because this is to work two different styles. Yeah, and you now and and Dread is uh, be a little bit hardcore and uh, you know that works a brawling styles and. Like I said, I don't know. I can't really pick who the hell is going to win this one. And I think that if Kylon, if it is Kylon, it's going to be something like really, really crazy, like just out of nowhere kind of a maneuver. Where'd I go? You're there. I can't see myself on the screen, though. Are you the blue circle? Turn? Did you maybe turn your camera off? Oh, there we are. <laughs> okay, I'm back, folks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is going to be a good one. I mean, Dread, I'm going to get a chance to see him in June at um, Battlefront Pro. Uh, is that in Massachusetts? You're going up that's there? In, um, for that? uh, so I, that's it. Uh, I think it's in South I Africa. think it's a Lowell Mass. Lowell where, Mass, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, never been to a Battlefront show. I've heard a lot of really cool things. Uh, I think Kincaid has talked about it. There's been a couple other people that, have, that I've seen talk about it. It's yeah. supposed to be a really good promotion. So. Yeah, I'm definitely, it's Dredd's first appearance, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him. I've always uh, enjoyed uh, Dredd's company. I've, always, I've known him for quite a while. He's been on my show before, yeah. and... Uh, yeah, I just hope he doesn't uh, hurt Kylon too much. But then again, you know, Kylon King, he's the Intercontinental Champion now, so you don't get that. You don't win that title. The alley. 
the alley fights champion. Yep. Yeah. Or the alley fights champ. So yeah, I mean that kid's. You know, he's one of those guys. He just he has a really good style, and his his move set is really good. He just, uh, you know, he's he's uh, got a match coming up in XWA against uh, Leo Rush. Was it next week or the week after? So, yep. God bless him, man. This kid's uh, making waves in the, in the yeah. industry if he's getting matches like that. So, good luck to him in that I match. Also, I also heard that the Punjabi Lion is going to be on AEW Dark. I heard that today, kind of shortly before uh, coming on here. I did see that. Uh, was that Robo, right? Is his yeah. Name? Yeah, I saw him uh, take on um, Matias. I think was that last year or the or the end of. I think it was last year. I think it was right. I, it might have been the pandemic. Yeah, it was like the first match or the last match prior to everything shutting down. I think it was at yeah. that event. So, uh, that was a really good match. You know, that, I thought that was good. So good luck to him, man. Uh, yes. Going on AEW now. From what I understand, your guy, uh, what's his name? The Venice is also making an appearance, or is he just? Uh, I, I saw him post a for Battlefront or AEW. For AEW, I saw him post Vinish? a picture. Uh, yeah, I saw him post a picture with, uh, and the AEW backdrop was there. So I have to. Uh, I'll have to check that out. When's uh, When's Robo going to be on? Uh, that I'm not sure. I just saw him post a picture. I'm so. going to have to start watching AEW Dark. That's on Saturdays, right? No, that's on Tuesday evenings. Uh, there's two different versions. There's Dark Elevation. Oh, geez, I always call it the wrong thing. Dark Elevation, which is Monday nights, and then Dark, which is uh, Tuesday nights. They're both on YouTube at 7 o'clock. You know, they're interesting programs because they bring in a lot of, like, indie talent. Uh, kind of like if you're watching things like... Uh, like when you used to watch, like, primetime wrestling back back in the day yeah. when you were a kid. And there'd be a lot of squash matches or sort of like that, you know. But they're given like a lot of young talent, like local talent. They come in to Florida and work matches, basically tryout matches or, or such things. And you know, it, it's a pretty good program because you're seeing guys that you might be watching on your local scene just all of a sudden, you know, on them. And it's really cool that they're doing that. Um, What's the other guy's name? Uh, the Big Cal Stevens. I, I know he changed his name. Uh, he changed his name, but he he was on there uh, not so long, a few weeks back, probably like a month or so back, and he was really impressive on there. So it's another guy that's making waves in the industry. It seems. Cool. Yeah. So what else might you have uh, outside of Paradise Alley? Is there anything else? Uh, well, I know my, I know my podcast is doing our prediction show tomorrow night for WrestleMania Backlash. We're doing our prediction show at 1230. Okay. And that, that could be, yeah, that could be heard on, uh, com, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, um, Sundays. We were at 630 on Sundays. But now that Greg's all done with his therapy and everything on Sundays, we might be going back to our 10 a.m. time slot again. Okay. So That's cool. I'll definitely have to talk to him about that. And also, thanks to the professor, Rick Del Santo, um, the Top Rope Report is now on tpublic.com. Yeah, go check out the shirts. I'm getting one uh, this week, you know. 
Um, there's a new design that I absolutely love, the picture with you guys on it. And I don't normally wear pictures of guys on the shirts because I think it's weird, but that shirt is really cool looking. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I mean, I saw it earlier and it was like, wow, I think it was really cool. But uh, yeah. yeah, you can, uh, you can purchase T-shirts, um, masks, notebooks, kids' clothes, uh, phone cases, coffee, I mean, coffee, coffee mugs. Yeah, so. it's endless what, yeah. you can, what you can purchase on there. And yeah, also, you know, check out the PWZ store on there. Uh, Rick's got some good stuff. I've gotten some shirts uh, off of there. You know, uh, my shirts, uh, you know, and I think they're really, they've come out way better than I expected, you know, by looking at, I, you know, they look one way on the website, but when you get them, they actually look uh, way better in person. So Yeah, very, and I have to go through the the t-shirts that are on the site in the store, and it's like, oh my God, there's so many different colors, and as I'm clicking on the colors, it's like, wow, that looks cool, that color looks cool. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah there's some really good stuff, so... And uh, not this coming week, but the week after, there's going to be a 35% off sale as well. It seems like there's a sale just about every other week. So nice. that's other. That's and, uh, a, that's yeah, also, one other question I wanted to ask you. Is there a way on that site that you can see who purchased the stuff? That part you can't see. Nope. Oh, okay. Whoever set up the account will get an email uh, saying that it sold, but it doesn't say who bought it. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, I, I know a girl that I work with at Goodwill in Wallingford. She purchased two of them. And there was another shirt that was purchased, but I don't know who bought it. And so, yeah. But hopefully, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, hopefully getting quite a few sales. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's going to be, it's it's fun. You know what I mean? To, to make it that far and then, you know, to have merchandise. You guys have been around. How long have you guys been around now? Because you guys, nine I guess, years. two months ago, nine years. That's amazing. Because yep. you guys start, you started off initially as a public access television show, right? Yes, yes. I started off uh, as a public access television show called The Top Rope. And then I found out that there was another promotion that was called Top Rope. So I changed the name because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. Right. So I bought the domain name Top Rope Report. So now we've been doing, we're going on our 354th show tomorrow. I've been, I've been lucky to be on the show numerous times. I mean, uh, was it last year you guys had me on for the first time prior to the pandemic going crazy? Uh, yeah. You know, it's like right got a couple months before that and i gotta tell you it was like it's about the time that i was actually launching this show and we had you live in the studio too yeah yep yep yeah and um when i was on uh it felt really good to be on it because i was kind of like just dipping my toes in, in the podcasting world and then you know you guys helped me out a lot to, between i owe a lot to the top rope report and don kincaid for for helping out so much uh and getting me getting me out there and helping and me like get I out said, there and stuff. You know, us, us podcasters, we're a rare breed. You know, we all got to stick together and <laughs> you know, help each other out. And it's it's nice to, you know, go from show to show and talk to the different fans because there's some fans that you get that we don't get, and there's some fans yeah. that we, you don't get. So, and then we always we you know we're always able to help each other out as well, such yep. as in you know situations like this. You know, I want to cover a certain topic and. 
I know you're a watcher of this product, so you know, come on in. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to expand this a little bit more. You know. Yeah. So, um, good. You you guys have had a, a lot of guests over the years, a lot of really good guests too. Yeah, we we've had former WWF wrestlers Barry Horowitz, Tugboat, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Coco Beware. Um, when we did our 100th episode. Um, we did it from M&J Video Games and Collectibles at 1049 Queen Street in Southington. We had congratulatory calls from Tony Atlas, Mario Mancini, Tito Santana, and the biggest one we had was Demolition. Wow. So we smashed. And, yeah, and we're going to be getting more... Um, more former WWF wrestlers on the show. I just sent out a, a invitation to Del Wilkes, who's known as the Patriot. Yep. I've sent one out to him. I've sent one out to uh, Steve Lombardi. Uh, hopefully, within another month or so, we'll have a former WWF wrestler and one of the owners of Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, Mario Mancini. Uh, as a guest on our show, and it's it's interesting because Mario credits me for getting him back into the business. That's and, really cool. And I think my biggest my biggest honor, other than doing the podcast with Greg and working with guys such as yourself and Don Kincaid, would have to be when Mario mentioned me in his Hall of Fame speech for. Um, uh, Joe Bruins. The uh, New England Hall of Fame, New right? England, the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, we also, we've also had some indie stars on, too. We've had uh, Flash Waller. We've had Vanish. We've had um, The Haven. Like I said, we've also had Ring Announcer Matt DeCourt. We've had one of my good friends. Big Daddy's been on. Well, he's been on here numerous times. But no interview I've ever done for this show was better than the legendary Ox Baker. I remember... Was he, was he in character or was he... Out, or was he uh, oh, he's always in character. Really? I remember when I first met him, we were at um, a pizza place in Wallingford. Because for those people who don't know, Ox resided in... Danielson, Connecticut. Okay. <clears throat> and John, the owner of M&J Video Games, was his agent. So he told me he could get Ox Baker on the show. He was going to meet us at the pizza place. So I walk in the door and I see this guy sitting with his back to the door with his big black top hat on. And I walked over to him and I said to him, I said, hello, Mr. Baker. It's a pleasure to meet you. He said, all right, kid, what do you want? Let's get on with the interview. <laughs> and it took off from there. We we became really close friends. Uh, we went to a couple of wrestling shows together. He was on my TV show that I had. And I credit John when we first started. Because John was one of our sponsors. And when I was living in Pennsylvania, the show was still running on TV. So I missed the interview live. But he did bring to the studio Vader. Really? 
and Vader was on my podcast, I wasn't there because I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, and I had friends of mine that were working the show for me. And after the show was over, I got a call from this guy screaming at me on the phone. What the hell was going on with that? Your co-host didn't know who Antonio Inoki was and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, who the hell is this guy? And it was Vader. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my Lord. But, yeah, so it's been, um, it's been quite, a, quite a ride. I mean, as a matter of fact, I do have some of the uh, memorabilia from some of the, the people I've met over the years. Gangrel. I can't. Oh, yeah? Um, the Mexicals. Oh, I remember them. Yep. Um, I'm sure you're, you might remember this guy, Buzz Sawyer. Oh, I was just watching him uh, this evening. I've been watching a lot of older NWA, and he's been popping up quite a bit lately. Also, you might remember this guy, King Brian Anthony. I have an autograph of Brian's, yeah. Yep. Um... One one half of Crime Time, JTG. Yep. One of my favorites. Uh, uh, turned out to be a really good friend of mine, Barry Horowitz. Oh, yeah. Barry's a great dude. Yep. I've had him on here before. It's actually one of my favorite interviews I've done. Uh, to our Top Rope show, the first picture I showed you, he made out to the Nugster. Then he made this one out to me personally. Oh, yeah? And then uh, there's one in here that I will never forget. Oh, this is Tugboat. That's awesome. Where did you get the Tugboat one? Was he uh, signing somewhere? Gotcha. I didn't know that. This is probably before I started going to all those signings. Nikolai Volkov. I have a few of his, yeah. I got something here I want to pull out of this. I got this in the mail today. I'm going to open it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Johnny Fabulous. Um, put, move it over a tiny bit. I can't see. I don't, I'm not familiar with him. That's Was John he like Cena's a, father. Oh, John Cena. Oh, Cena Sr. Yeah, I know him. Um, the Warlord. Yep. And this one here. I have a little story behind this picture here. Oh, yeah? Brutus the Barber came to John's store in Southington. He was there with his wife signing autographs, and I, he gave me a picture, and he says, pick the picture you want. So I thought the best-looking picture he had there was him and the warrior. So I said, Brutus, can you sign this one for me and make it out to the top rope report? He said, yeah, no problem. While he's signing the photo, I said, I pointed to the warrior, and I said, there's a guy that's going to be missed. And Brutus looked at yeah. me, not by me. Yeah, well, a said, lot of people feel that way. He said, if there's a hell, Warrior's in it. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people felt that way. And then I found out the reason why, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he was not a very, if you can do your research, uh, you know, go to Google. There's a lot of bad things that went on with him in his career, yeah. but uh, I don't want to talk shit that much on this show but i did get this today in the mail if you're a fan of nxt excuse me you got a kushida autograph yeah i just got that in the mail today uh bought it last week from highspots.com and it just came or actually this week i should say and it just came in so 
I was pretty excited to get that. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been an autograph collector for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, I got so I got to organize some of the ones that I uh, I just have some laying around that I need to put into. The, <laughs> I have to file with the others because some of them yeah. I have hanging up. You know, some of them I have hanging up. Some of them I just have boxes of, and uh, they tend to when I get in the mail, just tend to throw them off to the side sometimes. So I got to try not to lose my stuff. You know. Hey everyone, you want to listen to the best in pro wrestling talk? Tune in to the Top Rope Report podcast with Mr. Trivia and the Nugster Greg every Sunday, 6.30 p.m. on TalkShoe.com, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. Join us as we discuss WWE, NXT, PAPW Independent Wrestling, and a whole lot more. It's the Top Rope Report, the best in pro wrestling talk. Yeah. But, uh... So, is the WWE pay-per-views this Sunday, right? Is correct? Yes. I don't know what's going on, because I really haven't uh, kept up on WWE since uh, WrestleMania, so I'm not really, you know... uh, I don't know what's going on, so do you want to give us a little... Just one second. Yep. Yeah, um, there's only six matches. We'll see. They'll I mean, probably add, they well, might add one. add, you know, one or two. two. Or, but right now they have the triple threat match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Um, they have the triple threat women's match. Oscar versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Too many, uh, too many triple threats already. There's two triple threats on the same show. Yeah. That doesn't make any, that's kind of overloading my, how I look at it. They have, uh, Bailey versus Bianca Belair, which I think is going to be a really good match. That'll probably be a really good match, yeah. Yep. And they have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic. Jesus. They have, um, I believe they have, um, damn, uh, I believe they have, the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Okay. Oh, um, the, the women's, the women's yeah, mat, women's. Tag Team Champions. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tamina and Natty against uh, Shayna and Nia Jackson, a rematch. Right. I'm That's really not kind of glad. Yeah. I'm really glad that the Tamina and, Nat- and Natalia won. Yeah, that's just, I'm not really necessarily interested in that match. I mean, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view because it's just, I really generally just watch the pay-per-views these days. Uh, I don't watch a lot of the actual, I do watch NXT, but it's been, things have been too busy. Oh, there's also um, Damian Priest in the Miz in a Lumberjack match. Damian Priest in the Miz in a Lumberjack match, yep. That's going to be Damian Priest, let's be serious. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's um it looks like a mediocre show. I mean, the main event with Lashley and McIntyre get Strowman out of there. I'm kind of tired of him. He does nothing for me. He, he well, never has. 
now they're saying that uh, they want to put Drew McIntyre in a uh, in a program with his former three MB member Ginger Mahal. Uh, you know, I mean, how, what kind of Ginger Mahal? I mean, I'm not gonna. Ginger is a former WWE champion. Let's be serious. Yeah. Uh, the guy has paid his dues and he's been around a long time. He's not a bad wrestler. I just think that right. people look at him because he was just part of 3MB and he was a, for lack of a better term, jobber. So, right. you know, people just like, oh, this guy came out of nowhere and won the title. I'm just like, some of these guys work their asses off to get to that position. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, good for him yep. for making it that far. I also want to mention next Saturday, uh, unfortunately, I won't be at the signing because I'll be at PAPW, but next Saturday at M&J Video Games and Collectibles at 1049 Queen Street in Southington, John is bringing in Just Incredible from 5 to 7 mm. for an uh, autograph signing, and then from 7.30 to 10.30, he's bringing in Shane Douglas and the Sandman. Yeah, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to make that. So uh, maybe I'll see if John can, you know, get one for me, and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get it from him. But yeah, because uh, so anybody out there that's listening, you you better be listening to the show because trivia is on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anybody out there listening, Sam and J Video Games and Collectibles at 1049 Queen Street in Southington. Where he does bring you the stars. Two weeks ago, he had James Storm on. Yep, that was. That I was, missed that, and I'm so mad that I missed that. I mean, I, I had no choice. It was my wife's birthday, so it's not like. Yeah. So I couldn't just sneak off and like be like, "Hey, I'm going out." It's like you know, I was. I promised my wife I'd take her out and do stuff. So, uh, you know, we had a nice night. So we went to the casino. We had a lobster. Let me tell you something. I'm not a huge casino fan, and I don't necessarily like doing that but she likes doing that so we just went stayed overnight and <clears throat> she ordered she wanted a lobster i've never i don't know the price of lobsters but uh this lobster that she got was 108 dollars wow and i was like what the fuck is this i was like i thought it was gonna be like 40 50 for a lobster because i knew they were kind of expensive maybe it's just because it was at the casino it was that much probably <laughs> I was just like, hell no, like, but yeah, man, it was just, it was just a, it was, it was a, it was a good weekend, but I got to miss James Storm and I really wanted to go yeah. check that out. So, I mean, I have a James Storm autograph uh, already. I have a picture of him and Bobby Roode from when they were in TNA together yep. as a, uh, as beer money. So, yep. you know, it would have just been a really cool opportunity just to meet him. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I did that when Barry was there. I had already had autographed pictures of Barry Horowitz, but I wanted to meet him, so I, and I ended up getting a really cool photo from Barry as well. Yep. So let me ask you, uh, we just got some uh, bad news yesterday that uh, ECW legend New Jack has passed away at the age yeah. of 58. Um, one of the toughest hardcore guys around. Yeah. To, to be honest with you, no disrespect to anybody because I don't talk ill of the dead. But I'm really surprised he lived that long. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I've met him once before. He was real cool with me. I've heard that he was a wild individual. 
if you've ever seen this episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, he's a pretty wild individual. Yeah. So, you know, it was just one of those things like um, he's pretty, you know, I'm surprised that he did as well. I mean, he lived a wild lifestyle for a very long time. Yeah. You know? so, but, but he, uh, God bless him, you know, uh, and rest in peace. You know, he was a legend. I was there for that Danbury, you know, one of the, the Danbury fall, they call it, when he damn near died in, uh, in Danbury, Connecticut for the ECW pay-per-view when him and uh, Vic Grimes were on top of the scaffold and they, you know, they there was a mishap when they were supposed to go off of it and New Jack ended up landing on his head and basically uh, cracking part of his skull. So, um, goddamn, you know, that was, that was <laughs> some wild times, but, yep. you know, Rest in peace to New Jack, and I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it because he was still a very active, you know, uh, you know, in the indie scene. He would still make appearances. And he would do a lot of autograph signings and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I was I was actually surprised to hear about that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, mentioned to John that we were I was going to talk. I was going to promote his signing. I said, I'm on Skype with Rick Del Santo, and he says, thanks. He said, we'll promote you guys, too. So, right. Maybe John, John should come on the show sometime and talk about wrestling and Bob Backlund and all his signings. And now, if anybody that's listening has never heard of M&J, it's a really freaking cool store. It really is. You walk in there, it's got video games from God knows when, the beginning of time, the beginning of the video games. It's got wrestling merchandise. It's got wrestling magazines. They got a whole wall of fucking wrestling action figures that, from dating back from the eighties to oh yeah, I worked modern. I worked at that store for three years. So yeah, and the funny it thing is, was she had Eugene in the store tonight for an autograph signing, and Eugene happened to look up in the uh, up at the ceiling, and he said to John, he said. Oh, you have a Money in the Bank briefcase up there. If I cl- if I climb the ladder and pull it down, will I get a title match? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, if anybody, you know, it's it's just a really cool place to visit. Like, uh, they've got tons of DVDs. He's got tons of DVDs. He's got signings basically every other weekend, it seems like. Sometimes in the same day he's got them. You know what I mean? He's like had, several he's people. Had some, is he, he's had the who's who of wrestlers. Yeah, he really has had... Uh, had had a ton of guys. I mean, I'm trying to think. The last one I went to was Barry Horowitz, but he's had yep. Maven, he's had Kurt Hawkins, he's had Justin Credible is there all the time. Bob Backlund, uh, you can be lucky, and Bob Backlund will just show up at the store for lunch one day, and yep. you know, you can walk in, he'll just be sitting there with John. You know, he's had Tony Atlas numerous times. Uh, uh, there's just there's been a lot of. Uh, I remember. There. I remember when John had his store on Center Street in Wallingford. Oh, really? And in the same day, for a signing, at the same time, he had Dwayne Gill, Barry Hardy, EC3. Oh, wow. And Crazy Steve in the morning. Then in the evening, he bought in the big guns. Kevin Nash, Papa Shango. Joint the Clown, and Hornswoggle. And wow, fortunately, I was there to see all of those. I mean, he's he's had Larry Zabisco. Oh, man, that's that's really cool that Zabisco was there. 
Yeah, I was there with Greg. I got an autographed photo of him. And, uh, but I remember when Charles White was there, the Godfather. He had all three personas. The Godfather, Papa Shango. He was just there at the other store, too. The Queen Street store recently, too. Probably a few months ago, I think. Yeah. And Wasn't I also uh, remember working in, in the Wallingford store. And just like you said, with Backlund, in the Wallingford store... The door just flew open, and boom, there was Tony Atlas just walking through the front door. For a man who's 60 years old, he is still in tremendous shape. That dude is incredible. Now, do you, let me ask you, did you ever watch, the, um, you're a New England guy, you're from, Pen, or you're from Connecticut originally, right, Mike? Yep. And you lived in Pennsylvania for a little while. Now, do you remember when Tony Atlas left uh, WWF? Yep. Do you remember him wrestling for the Savoldi's ICW? Do you, did yeah. you watch that all at all? No, I, remember, no I remember him going I mean, there. I've watched it. I, God, I, when I was a kid, I watched this. Somebody, somebody that listens to the show and has been on the show many times laughs at me because there always seems to be a way that I can bring up the Savoldi's somehow. Uh, and you just brought up Tony Atlas. So here it is. I'm talking about him again. It's like that was like my favorite independent promotion. Uh, outside of WWF when I was a kid up until they closed in 1995. But that's the first time I got to see Tony Atlas as a heel when he turned on uh, was a jump, Jumpin' Joe Savoldi. And he was an incredible heel, but that dude was huge. Even now, at what's he, 60-something, almost 70 years old? Yeah. So he is just, he keeps in really good shape. And I remember when John had him at a signing in his store in the, in the afternoon in Wallingford, we went to the Pacific Buffet, me, John, and Tony, just sitting down shooting the shit. Not one person in there knew who he was. Because, uh, you know, sometimes that's... they'll come over and they want to get an autograph or a picture with you or something. Not one person. And he was out of the spotlight really early on in the 80s. You know what I mean? You get a chance yeah. on YouTube yeah. and listen to the interview they had Hannibal had with Rocky Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, I might have seen that one already. Did yeah. Talk about Tony Atlas. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I've heard him on... Uh, I've heard him talk. I mean, but, you know, I've heard him talk about Tony before. And I've also heard Tony talk about him before as well. So it, it's... Uh, it's not... A, uh, they weren't the best of friends later on in life. I think they kind yeah. of finally made peace a little bit later, but, you know... Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, so like you said, I mean, for anybody who hasn't experienced it, go on down to see John at M&J yeah. Video and Collectibles. He's got tons You'll of video games. He's got sports memorabilia because he had two stores and he combined both stores into one. Okay. So he's got sports memorabilia, he's got cards, he's got plaques, he's got championship rings. Yep. You'll literally be there for hours upon hours uh, looking. Like, I've gone in there and spent hours just looking, browsing. And if you're a wrestling fan, this is like, there is so much wrestling stuff. And in he there. doesn't like, have one action figure of a wrestler. He has five or six on the, of the yeah. same guy. And he's got old WCW figures still in the package. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's just like MTNAs and, and, and all sorts of stuff. And He's got boxes upon boxes of wrestling magazines. It's just, it's so well, cool. And I'm like a huge magazine collector. I collect a lot of the old wrestling. Of autographed yeah. photos. 
Yeah, it's just that guy's. Yeah, yeah. he's doing a good job out there, man. He really well, he's is. He's an agent to some of the WWE wrestlers, so that's how he gets him yeah. to come in with uh, people that he work with. Yeah, I'll mention it to you off the air because I don't want to badmouth anybody, but the new guy <laughs> that he's working with. I happen to oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the other guy. Yeah, not on air. Uh, no, not, not the other guy he was just with. The new guy he, yeah. he brought into. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell and, you. We'll talk off the air. And John's just a good guy to talk to as well. Like, he knows yeah. his, when you go in there and chat with him. And, you know, he's just he's got, he's just yep. an incredible knowledge of professional wrestling dating well, back been, to like, He's been in game. business since 2014. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was didn't, working with him when he opened the store. and Didn't he spend some time in the wrestling industry as well, like in the independent level? Uh, yeah. I think he said that. He, yeah. Uh, I think he would like work the cameras for uh, an indie organization, I remember him saying. And I don't know what else he did, but I just remember well, him saying. Well, he also used to do backyard wrestling back in the day. I mean, he didn't as a kid. But, it, was an organization, <laughs> it was an organization called NPWA, the No Pro Wrestling Organization. Association. I've never heard of that. That's he pretty interesting. The name of Johnny Rock. Okay. And the reason he got Johnny Rock was because, for those people who don't know, John was the mascot for the New Britain Rockcats. Okay. He was Rocky for eleven I've years. Never heard this. I'm gonna. I never heard this before. Now I'm gonna have to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the mascot. He was Rocky the Rockcat for eleven years for the New Britain Rockcats. Wow. And the funny story I have that I'll always remember was we used to play in the men's slow pitch softball league in Wallingford. Yep. And John was on our team. And he showed up to the field, the rock cat fan, and got out of the car got out of the car in the Rocky gear because they they had just finished a, uh, a game. And he left the game to come to the softball game and didn't have a chance. So he's driving down the street in his Rockcats mascot uniform. And when That's he showed hilarious. up, all the kids ran over to him and was like, oh, my Lord. So anybody out there who got a, a, a photo with Rocky the Rockcat from the New Britain Rockcats, that was John. That's pretty funny. That's really funny. <laughs> so... Yeah, but like I said, you know, tomorrow's the pay-per-view. Uh, we're doing our... Um, our prediction show, we do a prediction show for every pay-per-view. Tomorrow is WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, um, let me ask how you, before we go any further, but how do you feel about the title of the pay-per-view? I think WrestleMania Backlash is a really, that's kind of a crappy name. Like, it's I Backlash it's every, you like it? No, I think it's dumb. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the um, reason because I'm just like doing that is because they were planning on having rematches from WrestleMania. Yeah, but it just blew up. I guess up. it didn't work out. Yeah, I guess it didn't go WWE, as planned. WWE Monday Night Raw, to be honest with you, needs to stop three hours. That's one of the main main complaints that I ago, have. Two weeks, excuse me. Two weeks ago, Greg watched the entire three hours. I can't do it, to be honest. He really doesn't and have I, anything much to do being in a rehab facility for his leg. Um, timed the matches, the shows, in between. And he was uh -huh. telling me, for a three-hour show, 
they had a total of one hour of wrestling. Yes. I think with the last time I did that, probably about a month or two back, it, was about 50, it, re, it reached 58 minutes of yeah. actual wrestling. For a three-hour program, everything else is behind the scenes, backstage bullshit and promos, in-ring promos and all that other garbage that nobody else wants to watch. Right. Uh, SmackDown I mean, is killing Raw in the ratings. It's it's a better program. It's a yeah. it's um they might only have three or four matches, but it's everything's been pretty top quality. It's all that in between shit that drives me crazy. That you yep. know, the backstage even interviews. Ago, even two weeks ago, they had nine matches on Monday Night Raw. When was the last time you saw nine matches on Monday Night Raw? But Greg was telling me not one match. I can't answer. Five minutes. That's terrible. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Seriously. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the whole formula, like, the whole formula for them, it, like, it's just, it hasn't changed in 22 years, 23 right. years, probably since the beginning of the Attitude Era. The only thing that's changed is that it went from the Attitude Era to the PG Era. Yeah. It's just the formula for the show is the same, the way they build the show. Right. It comes out. You know, you open up, oh, yada, yada, this is Monday Night Raw, and then somebody's music hits, and it opens up with, like, somebody opening up with a promo, mm-hmm. in-ring no. promo, and then that's the first 20 to 30 minutes of the show right there, and then somehow another wrestler comes out and argues with them, and then suddenly, these wrestlers make their own matches. It's not, yep. remember when we were, and I've complained about this so many times on the show, remember when we were younger, uh, they would always build it up. You'd have either the promoter or the booker or the, you know, the uh, stuff like that coming out being like, oh, this night, uh, Saturday night in Greensboro, uh, I don't know, this guy is going to wrestle this guy. Instead, these guys just come out there and say, hey, we're wrestling each other tonight. And then uh, all of a sudden, that's what's going on. It's ridiculous. Right. It's it's such a, it's like the wrestlers have overcome, have, have uh, overthrown anything that the actual authorities have. They have more authority than, say, the promoters and bookers or, and stuff like that yep. on the shows. It's, it's such a now, terrible formula. Now, you had mentioned before that you really don't follow WWE that much. but Not anymore. It's just, it's getting, I mean... What do you think I of the Bliss character? The which character? I hate it. Um, I, I hate it. I don't. I don't care about anything with the fiend. I don't care about any. I think it's terrible, um, and, and I think like it lost a lot of steam right off the bat. Uh, and since Alexa Bliss has come back or come in it, uh, <sighs> like I guess they're trying to do something different with it. Trying, you know, teaming them up together, and to me, it just doesn't work. Um, I don't want to see a bunch of supernatural stuff when I'm trying to watch a professional wrestling program. Right. I just want to see, you know, wrestling and yep. s- such things like that. I don't want to, I don't like special effects. I mean, I don't want to see a guy barfing up black goo. Uh, you know, I don't want to see somebody being mind fucked, basically. You know, all this, like, ridiculous, like, stuff. It's like, I came to watch wrestling. If I wanted to watch a horror movie, I'd watch a horror movie. If I wanted to watch a Kids show, I'd watch a kids show. You know, it's yep. just uh, and when it comes to wrestling, and I know I'm like super picky when it comes to to professional wrestling. I'm sure you've probably gotten that off. 
you've gotten that from me from you know me saying it's like i'm really into the traditional style of professional wrestling yeah and all the bullshit uh, it just it really drives me freaking nuts it really right. really does i mean i go back to ivan putski ken patera jay strongbow um i go back to that era pedro morales <laughs> It's a great. That's when wrestling was wrestling. It's like there were still characters. Like these characters were very heavy characters, but it was still wrestling. It's not and some stupid. And Gangrel, we were talking about that, and Gangrel said that's when you actually had a program to follow. Yes. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. This is how it's going to work out. He said, now they just willy nilly it. I, it changes from week to week. Like yep. you know, so man. We'll have a whole show planned out, and then an hour beforehand, he'll fucking throw the script away and be like, "No, we're doing this." Like you go out there, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's just it's aggravating because it's like I love professional wrestling, and that is why I stick to watching the independent professional wrestling. Yep. Main, mainstream wrestling is not really, uh, it's not what it was. You know what I mean? It's 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 just not holding it in for me. Like I try to watch WWE. Like Monday Night Raw. Uh, it's been a while since I've tuned in. Like for a while, I was turning it on, and I'd probably get about a half hour in before I just got frustrated and then shut it off. It's like, you know, I would always at least try to watch it, but lately it's just it's unbearable for me. SmackDown's been the better program. Yeah. That one I actually have been uh, tuning into more. I haven't watched last night's episode. <laughs> But I, uh, I remember when I was meeting with some of the wrestlers at John's store a while back, and I talked to Gangrel and um, a couple other wrestlers, Nikolai Volkov and Tito and everything else during the signings. And I'm really surprised that a lot of the older guys, such as them, don't watch the product anymore. Mario doesn't watch the wrestling anymore either. Nope, like, because they can't stomach the way it's turned out and that's how i you know there's good wrestling out there you just have to find it the same thing with music the same thing with music where you and i are a little bit older so we're not going to be into like all the stuff that the kids are into but um you know there's music that are this is being made for us you just have to find it you know what i mean that's what and that's the glory thing about the internet and what's so good about the internet you'll be able to find stuff like that I also want to let the people out there know that Northeast Wrestling is coming back. Uh, yeah, June something, right? I think I have the date here. June 27th at the Cadillac Ranch in Southington. Yeah, have you been to this place? I'm not familiar yeah. with this. So. Yeah, I, I, I've still... been to the Cadillac Ranch. Greg and I, um, about two, three years ago, were invited to a benefit called Lexi's mm-hmm. Ride. Okay. We, uh, we were invited to do our podcast live. From Lucky's Ride, okay. it's a um, kind of like a motorcycle ride where they have vendors there and the guys do, gotcha. they do a poker run and bands and food and everything else. And it was at the Cadillac Ranch, and they're doing it again this year in September. It's for a, a very good cause. Um, it's for a young a young girl who's in uh, I believe she's a senior in high school now. Uh, her name is Alexis Charbonneau. They call her Lexi. And um, she suffers from osteogenesis, which is brittle bone disease. Oh, okay. And her mom was telling her that the doctors, you know, 
when she was growing up, told her that she really, they really didn't have a long life expectancy for her, and here she is a senior in high school. That's okay. All right. And it's a benefit. They, they didn't have it last year because all this pandemic stuff was going on, but they are bringing it back again this year, and it's going to be in September. And um, mm -hmm. I will be mentioning it. I will be promoting it on the podcast uh, once we get more information on it. Okay. So. You guys doing? Are you guys gonna? Do, you guys are gonna do the podcast there yeah. again? Yeah. What other kind of things do they have there besides that? Do they have anything wrestling related there, or no? Are you guys just do? Uh, you guys just show up and record? Yeah, we you know we set up a tent, we got a table with chairs, and we do our our podcast live from there. We'll um, uh, one of the big independent wrestlers that goes to the ride every year. We talk to him every year. There's Ron Zombie. Oh yeah, I know Ron very well. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's done a he's done he's come over to our booth and he's done a couple of interviews with us right there and you know we we were selling raffle tickets uh, the last time we were there where fifty percent went to the person fifty percent went to Lexi's ride but nine nine times out of ten the person that won the other half is going to donate it back to Lexi's just ride. donate it yeah so but they have vendors there they have food. Um, who the hell catered it last year? Outback catered it the year that we were there, and um, that's a good the place. The car show, everything. So yeah, that seems like something that I should probably get down to because it sounds yeah. like a really good event. That Northeast event sounds like uh, I'd really like to try to make that because I haven't been to one of their shows since prior to the pandemic. I think the last one I went to was at the North Haven Fair, and. Uh, yeah. and uh, I think it was Ron Zombie and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. And they, yep. uh, in the, when uh, Ron Zombie was doing the corporate zombie thing yeah. uh, gimmick, and he, uh, I remember them just coming all like fighting right in front of us. It was pretty incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, it was a really good show. Yep. And the, it was main evented by JT Dunn and Christian Casanova, who Casanova is now in NXT. Uh, so that's pretty cool to see. Think about that. Two years ago, he was at the New Haven Fair. Was, uh, see some of the Connecticut wrestlers or some of the wrestlers that we have talked to and interviewed and followed are getting yeah. into NXT, getting into AEW Dark. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in Holiday, Richard Holiday is in MLW, which they've had a weekly television show for years. You know Richard what I mean? Richard Holiday was the very first wrestler I interviewed from PAPW. Really? Very first, yep. So. He's a he's a great he's a really good wrestler and I think he, you know I think he's going to be a really big wrestler at some yep. point in his career. Yep. Definitely. All right, Mike. So you got anything else that you want to throw out the fans? Uh, I just want to you know once again I just want to let people know you know tune into the Top Rope Report every Sunday on TalkShoe.com, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. Um, I tell everybody, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I tell everybody when I do promos, you know, you want to tune into the best in pro wrestling talk, it's the Top Rope Report, because if you can't be confident about your own show, nobody else will. Right. And you also have, um, you guys have been doing Facebook Lives as well, probably two, yes. three times a week, yes. right? So on Facebook Live as well. The only time we don't do a Facebook Live is when we do the prediction show. Because gotcha. we 
can't get everybody on Facebook Live at the same time. Okay. The site that we go on, you know, you, how, how you have the meeting room? Mm -hmm. We do our prediction show there because everybody from the show gets to, gets to be seen on their screen gotcha. doing the show. Gotcha. All right. Yep. So we're definitely doing that. And I also want to say before I leave that if you guys want to check out one of the best talk shows out there, you definitely want to check this one out. PWZ with the professor Rick Del Santo. I'm honored to call him a friend. I'm glad we met at a indie show uh, along with Don Kincaid who does Stirring the Pot. And it's just the podcasts are a rare breed. So we kind of have to stick together. Yeah. And we try to help each other out with certain things. I mean, you helped us out getting on T Public and getting our store. And I just want to let people know that if you definitely want to check out a really, really good podcast, definitely check this one out PWZ with the Professor Rick Del Santo. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And check out Paradise Alley on Twitch this coming Saturday, uh, I think it's 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. You will not be disappointed because the King of Paradise is one of their best events that they have every year. Definitely. It's a great tournament, an annual tournament, and they've got – oh, there's. I think I, met, I forgot to mention one of the matches. I knew I was creating something while I was going through the list. Ichiban and uh, somebody I've never seen called was it Saru? I've never I seen that person. Monkey, yeah, I know him very well. Oh, do you? I've uh, I've never seen them before, but I I love this uh, Ichiban character that's been on. I've seen them a couple different organizations. <laughs>